The O3C Podcast is a proud member of the HyperX Podcast Network. In a strange twist of congruent fate, both myself and Jonathan Dunn have ended up having to endure hospital stays in the last calendar week. Myself for concerns around a genetic heart condition, Jonathan for the removal of his old appendix. As such, as a means of filling the gap which would otherwise be left in our absence, here's something a little bit different. Announcement! Announcement! Introducing the new HyperX Cloud Stinger 2. The Stinger 2 is a refined evolution of the classic Cloud Stinger and keeps the fan favorite 90 degree rotating ear cups, comfortable memory foam cushions, and the swivel to mute microphone. It also features two years of DTS Headphone X activation for upgraded sound localization, all while keeping the great price of the original Stinger. That's right, get the new Cloud Stinger 2 for only 50 bucks. Now isn't that nice? Available online at Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, and of course, HyperX.com. Prior to O3C Games, I used to write small reviews, thoughts, tangential ideas on games for my own blog, titled Games IRL. It ran in dribs and drabs for the best part of 10 years, with posts being uploaded in fits and starts without routine or schedule. Its doubtful readership ever entered double digits, but I'm still quite proud of some of the pieces I put together. Several articles would eventually become part of O3C episodes, or O3C.games posts, my thoughts on Euro Truck Simulator 2, for example, were largely an expansion and extrapolation of a post I had written initially, way back in 2013, and reviews for games such as Chime Sharp came from thoughts and ideas I had initially voiced for my own blog in 2017. For this mini audio episode, please enjoy four unedited articles from the archive, read by me. The Fairy Tale Adventure, Sega Mega Drive. Originally published March 21st, 2017. With Vita and even Switch cases as wee as they are, there's something disheartening about the expanse of empty space that surrounds the tiny cart of a modern retail release. I remember Electronic Arts releases on the Mega Drive frequently feeling as if they might bust out of their cases. The expanded cartridge itself adorned with that weird yellow Lego brick down one side sitting cramped on the right of the box, the manual stuffing in so many European languages that the clamps holding it in place were near enough white with exertion on the left. The fairy tale adventure picked up for pennies from a local game shop who priced all titles based on year of release rather than quality or rarity blew my mind as a child. A port of a home computer RPG, it seemed ludicrously expansive sat on an old broken sofa that creaked like a box-sprung mattress every time you shifted your weight, and playing on a CRT controlled by a remote, powered by a 9-volt battery and large enough to brain a child of considerable heft, I was absorbed. Despite never making any tangible progress, and usually dying at my first encounter away from the starting town, I just liked how big it all felt. Choosing a direction, running until I was slain, the fairy tale adventure was probably my first experience of a sprawling role-playing game, and consequently, one of the first times I remember thinking, I will never be able to see all of this. I have a modern anxiety. I say modern, mainly because I'm not sure how it could have manifest itself even 20 years prior, B.I., before internet. 
I can never play all the games I wish to play, or listen to all the records I've hoarded, or watch all of the films in my DVD collection. I can never remain current and on top of the latest television series, or read the books I've been recommended. There is such a wealth of content out there, that I'm put in mind of the video game magazine boasts of the early 90s. A map comprised of over 17,000 computer screens, without loading. As a child, scale was something to crave, to covet, yet now I shudder at the projections of the time it would take to traverse Breath of the Wild's map end-to-end, or even the number of hours it would take me to soldier through something much more bite-sized, like the Spectrum-worshipping Lumo. There is no time, I have no time, yet the internet tells me, constantly, that I am missing out. Media rich, yet time poor, my shelves laugh at me. Rows of alphabetised boxes snigger, knowing full well that every time I scan through the carefully curated library, this fear of falling off the cultural zeitgeist means I bottle it and stick to something easy like a rhythm game, a retro game, or something finite and linear like Res. When to move on? As I add more things to various online baskets, knowing full well they're destined to sit on the same mocking shelves, am I the problem? Should I go back and finish one of the 15,000 games I've started? Picking up the fairy tale adventure again, better check page 57 of that tatty manual to remind myself of the controls. Driver Speedboat Paradise Mobile Originally published April 17th, 2015. I've come third six or seven times in a row. Looking at my fictional bank balance, I see that I can now afford to improve the statistics of my boat. Acceleration, top speed, handling, nitrous. I tap upgrade. I don't have enough upgrade pieces. I wait for my energy to refill. I come third a further four or five times. A pop-up alerts me to the fact I have now accrued enough arbitrary pickups to action the aforementioned upgrade. I visit the shop. I press the button. I am told I must wait 10 minutes for the upgrade to be completed. I wait for my energy to refill. I come second five or six times. I sigh so deeply my girlfriend asks if I'm okay. Player retention, lol. Using a popular license for no reason, lol. Wasting my fucking time, lol. Riding high in the App Store chart, lol. Tank, tank, tank. Nintendo Wii U. Originally published January 9th, 2013. People say the multiplayer is good. Wouldn't know, haven't played it. What I have played is Tank, Tank, Tank's campaign a title loosely attributed to a series of levels that you are forced to repeat, seemingly ad infinitum to unlock more tanks and new stages. Tank 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 is essentially an arcade game that in being reworked and bulked out for the Wii U's launch has become some sort of gaudy video game rendition of Harold Ramis's Groundhog Day, where each shiny new tank becomes Murray's coveted McDowell and in turn the only reason to push forwards with your miserable tanking life. As stage number increases, nothing appears to change, bar palette swap and the occasional introduction of a new enemy. 
kill them all, and you wake like Phil Connors after his umpteenth suicide attempt, ready to fight the Horde once more. The only noticeable difference being that you may now have access to a tank with a trumpet on the roof, or mounted flamethrower that rouses the announcer to shout, BURN THE BASTARDS, or something a bit more family-friendly with every shot. Tank 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 is woefully below par in almost every area, with an endgame so far strung being the outrageous demand of beating all 200,000 stages with all 244,000 tanks, sheer punxatawney lunacy, that you'd have to place somewhere on a neurodivergent spectrum to be compelled to complete the insane medal hall. There are enjoyable elements to the game, for sure. It's just a shame that the overriding take-home opinion of the majority of players won't be the desire to return again and again to complete the unspoken goal of owning a virtual garage laden with increasingly ridiculous tanks, but instead utter bemusement at why Bandai Namco went with generic screaming guitar as Tank Tank Tank's main theme, rather than the infinitely more appropriate I Got You Babe by Sonny and Cher. Konami Pixel Puzzle Collection Mobile Originally published May 3rd, 2019 Picross has rules. Regardless of variants, Nongrum puzzles are governed by numbers and patterns. Early puzzles always lure the player into believing they are all-powerful with their measly 5x5 grids vanquished in seconds. In little time at all, the encapsulating checkerboard grows and expands, and suddenly you must solve them less by rote and more with careful checks and balances. If that is this, then this is this. If they are there, then this can't be here. Life is not a Picross puzzle. Whilst the reward at the end of a challenging week or task may echo the sudden dopamine satisfaction wrought from the grand reveal at the end of a taxing grid, it's the people, places or events that sit outside of the rules of recursion or number that make life so aggravating, fascinating and rewarding. A lifeline may satisfy its bounding rule set horizontally, yet fit imperfectly when viewed vertically. Observed collectively, an individual may view a run of numbers as being solved, whilst another, thought previously to be on the same page, may disagree. This latter fight can now be played out literally in the Picross S series with its co-op mode about as fun as New Super Mario Bros. Wii and its bizarre choice to allow players ostensibly working together to bump each other mid-jump into bottomless pits. Here, no here, three, four, six. I am me and you are you. Picross has rules, we do not. I'll arrive too early, stay too late, say this, then that. My approach is now different. Instead of looking at the board all 5, 10, 15, 20 rows and columns at a time, I'm trying to look block by block and cell by cell. And that's that, Mattress Man. We'll be back next week with our regular scheduled episode. Find out what we've been up to, how we're feeling after our respective stays with the NHS, and how we got on with our challenge games, Machinarium and Bleed. We are, as ever, on all platforms at O3C Games. Our website is o3c.games. And if you want to chuck us some Patreon dollar, we're hiding over at patreon.com slash O3C Games. If you want to shout at me directly, I'm on Twitter at Chaz underscore Hodges, and our good pal Jonathan chills out 
at Jonathan Dunn. Have a good one, one and all. See you next Monday. And now a word from our sponsor. And now a word from our sponsor. And now a word from our sponsor. I'm Colette. And I'm Matt. It's time to talk about the most important topic facing humanity. Video games. Oh, okay, video games. (laughs) Every week on Colette and Matt have entered the chat, we have in-depth conversations about the games we're currently playing. We also talk to people who make video games as well as YouTubers, writers, and podcasters that you already know and love. We also talk about what you're playing when you join our community. Subscribe to Colette and Matt have entered the chat wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast is on a mission to rank the top games of all time. I like the idea that when Bruce Wayne gets angry, he switches to the Batman voice. Uh, Why do you have such a problem making boomerangs shaped like a bat? You mean like Batman? Not like Batman, just make it for me! Bruce Wayne, I can't even with this guy. It's a Herculean task, and I'd be lying if I said it hasn't taken a toll on our cognitive faculties. Most people would be happy to have a job during a global pandemic. (laughs) Dennis! Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week, right here on the HyperX Podcast Network. HyperX has refined their lightweight Cloud Stinger headset and now proudly presents the evolved Cloud Stinger, that's right, two. It still keeps the same rotating ear cups that you have come to love, swivel to mute microphone and comfort, but now adds two years of premium DTS Headphone X activation. Get even better in-game audio and a number of other refinements for the low, 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 low price of 50 US dollars. Available now at hyperx.com.